Chapter 1. Anti-Utilitarianism. Onofrio Romano, Department of Political Sciences, University of Bari. Anti-utilitarianism is a school of thought that critiques the hegemony of the epistemological postulates of economics in the humanities and social sciences. Anti-utilitarians assert the crucial importance of the social bond when compared to self-interest. They outline a gift exchange paradigm that aims to overstep two major frameworks of the social sciences, holism and methodological individualism when compared to self-interest. They outline a gift exchange paradigm that aims to overstep two major frameworks of the social sciences, holism and methodological individualism. In 1981, the French sociologist Alain Caillet and the Swiss anthropologist Gérald Berthoud gave birth to Maus, the mouvement anti-utilitariste dans les sciences sociales, the anti-utilitarian movement in the social sciences. This brilliant acronym rep reproduces the surname of the author of The Gift, Marcel Maus. Maus, together with Karl Poliani, inspired the work of the group. The two founders made the decision to start up the intellectual venture after having participated the year before in an interdisciplinary debate with philosophers, economists and psychoanalysts on the topic of gift exchange. On that occasion, they shared the same frustration towards the other participants, who expressed obstinacy in their profound belief that behind every human action, including gift practices and demonstrations of generosity, we must recognize the strategy of egotistical calculation and nothing more. The movement was led from the beginning by Alain Caillet and gathered intellectuals from different fields of knowledge. Serge Latouche, economist and philosopher, Ahmed Insel, economist and political scientist, Jean-Luc Boyeau, sociologist and philosopher, Jacques Gobou, anthropologist, Philippe Rospabé, economist and anthropologist, etc. They first created the Bulletin du Maus, and in 1988, the Revue du Maus, printed by the prestigious French publisher La Découverte, initially quarterly and since 1993, half-yearly. Maus is today configured as a large network of researchers located in Europe, North America, North Africa and the Middle East. It is characterized by a wide variety of approaches, subjects and application fields. Its main theoretical aim is to establish a new epistemological basis for universalism and democracy. This effort more systematic and accomplished in the works of Alain Caillet, has developed around three main reflection axes, the individual, the social bond, and politics. Anti-utilitarians challenge the theoretical approaches that interpret any human action as departing from the pivotal axis of the individual, and thus oriented towards self-satisfaction. Quote, We qualify as utilitarian any doctrine based on the claim that human subjects are governed by the logic of selfish calculation of pleasures and pains, by their interest only, or by their preferences only, and that this is good because there is no other possible foundation of ethical norms other than the law of happiness for individuals and their communities. Cahier, 1989. The object of criticism of anti-utilitarians is an ideological matrix that cuts across thought and the wider culture. Utilitarianism is not a philosophical system or a component among others of the dominant ideology in modern societies. Rather, it has become that same ideology to the point that, for modern people, what cannot be translated in terms of usefulness and instrumental effectiveness is largely incomprehensible and unacceptable. Cahier, 1989. Anti-utilitarians criticize utilitarianism because it reduces the human being. The battle to be waged, they claim, should insist on the recognition of the complexity and the plurality of forms of life. 
anti-utilitarianism, far from qualifying itself as anti-modern thought, aims at rediscovering the true meaning of modernity, restoring the scientific spirit against scientism, reason against rationalism, democracy against technocracy. Cahiers resumes, in this sense, the Brahmanic classification of man's goals. Pleasure, kama, interest, artha, duty, dharma, and dissipative liberation from all aims, moshka. According to Cahiers, utilitarianism has reduced a multiplicity of goals into the sole kingdom of artha. But he also criticizes other schools of thought that translate the ontological multiplicity into one of the three sacrificed motives the Freudian school devoted to the Kama, the holistic school pointing to Dharma, or the existentialist mood a la Bataille in search of Moksa. The counter-project proposed by anti-utilitarians is a contemporary citizenship to all Brahmanic levels of existence, i.e. to all, quote, multiple states of the subject. This claim is articulated on both an analytical level, the multi theology of the human being has an ontological connotation, and, as we shall see later, on a political level. The second pole of reflection, the social bond, coincides with the re-evaluation of gift logic. Following Mauss, the gift is here understood as a total social fact. Just like the underlying unconscious structure envisioned by Levi-Strauss, the gift becomes the archetypal reformer, or the universal symbolic matrix of the alliance between individuals and groups. It acts on a micro-sociological level by the device of the triple obligation, quote, to give, to receive, and to return. But it can be extended to the meso-sociological scale of the association, and finally, to politics, i.e. the macro-sociological frame. Quote, each one of these three terms, gift, association, and politics, is a metaphor, a symbol, and a tool for interpreting the others. Cahiers, 1998. In the second half of the 1990s, the political inclination of the movement gets more accentuated, starting from the 30 theses for a new and universalist left, discussed in various issues of the Revue de Maus. And on the political side, anti-utilitarianism identifies with the project of democracy for democracy. The democratic ideal can be revitalized only by doing away with any aims or interests, especially egotistic, from the collective discussion. According to Cahiers, the main obstacle to democracy and the main reason for the decline of politics is a lack of alternate social life patterns, so that, for instance, even discussion or selection of said preferences is precluded by the utilitarian ideology. Democracy must enhance diversity by offering a variety of lifestyles, increasing public space for discussion, and pluralizing the possibilities of self-realization. One key proposal in this would be a basic income that would become radically unconditional. It's necessary to decouple income from specific social benefits, as this coupling limits the freedom of citizens to experience the irreducible plurality of human aims. Instead, the largest number of citizens possible should have the chance to realize themselves and to express who they are and what they want to be. Due to Serge Latouche, the so-called anti-pope of Maus, given his differences with Cahiers, the anti-utilitarian movement also produced one of the main strands of degrowth. Latouche is less indulgent towards Western capitalism, which he approaches mainly through the lens of criticism to development. 
while Cahiers aimed to restore the true meaning of modernity against its perversions, Latouche pleads for a radical rethinking of modernity in order to cut off its genetic link with utilitarianism. Degrowth is fully part of an anti-utilitarian framework insofar as it pursues the ideal of a society decolonized of the ideology of unlimited growth, an ideology that supposes a direct correlation between an increase in GDP and collective happiness. According to Latouche, there's an explicit inverse correlation between well-having and well-being. Nevertheless, degrowth does not mean a deliberate decrease of GDP, but merely a growth, i.e. the liberation from a productivist obsession in order to rediscover other human dimensions, first and foremost, the relational one. Most anti-utilitarians reproach Latouche for the choice of the term degrowth. The reference to the productive sphere of social life, evoked by the term growth, even if reversed, degrowth, implicitly embeds the alternative into the economic imaginary. So, similar to the ethical discipline that characterizes Western capitalism, as Weber first noticed, all alternatives inspired by degrowth entail, in the end, a sober lifestyle and economic restraint. Many anti-utilitarians call, instead, for a political critique of boundlessness and excess, uprooting the discourse from an ethical level. Rather, they advocate a political project that metabolizes the principles of reversibility, i.e. against the externalities of progress that threaten collective existence, and of reciprocity, i.e. against the power of most developed societies, which limits and threatens the chances for life and action of less developed societies and future generations. The risk they see in the degrowth discourse is that the emphasis on the imperative of the preservation of life stands as yet another translation of the neutralitarian root of utilitarian political philosophy. Politics become a mere function for preserving citizens' biological life, life for life's sake. To them, this doesn't differ too much from the main goal of the development age, i.e. fertilizing life, growth for growth's sake. In both cases, assuming that it is the exclusive domain of individuals and their networks, the political and collective construction of the meaning of life is not on the agenda. The strategy changes, but the goal is always the same, life without any political meaning. Mutual charges between anti-utilitarians and their degrowth or descendants are all well-grounded. Both may fail, but for different reasons, in their attempt to produce an epistemological discontinuity with the utilitarian foundations of our society. A more solid path towards anti-utilitarianism and degrowth might be built, on the one hand, by integrating the theoretical stream opened by Bataille with his notion of dépense, and, on the other hand, by a wider look on the numerous and unnoticed anti-utilitarianist practices and experiences that go on inside and outside Western societies. <laughs>